0: Hallelujah! God bless you. This morning, I'm teaching on a message entitled "Understanding Tithing." Bible says in some eleven, verse three, that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? When we talk about giving, it's a month of giving. Today is the last Sunday about the subject giving. But when we talk about giving, the foundation of giving is tithing. Whatever that we do that we don't fully understand, what happens is that you're not able to do it and do it well. And so you don't benefit from what you are doing. So you don't really benefit from what you are doing. But I believe, God, that this morning you're going to understand tithing. And you will benefit from your tithing. In Jesus name. Now let me explain to you what tithing is. Tithing is giving to God a tenth or one tenth. There are two ways of receiving. Number one is our ages or our end income. And number two is giftings. Most of the time we don't give all our tithes. So we don't benefit from tithing because we don't do it well. But this morning, I am going to explain what it is to you. And I believe, God, that you will do it and do it well. Hallelujah. There are so many perceptions that has been going on about tithing that tithing is an Old Testament law. It does not apply in the New Testament. But that is for those who don't understand what they are reading in the Bible. Because tithing was before the law. The law was given in the time of Moses. But Abraham was not under the law. So Abraham gave tithes. So it means that tithing is not about the Old Testament law. But it was before the law. That is why those who don't understand, say that the tithing is not a New Testament commandment. But I'm going to prove to you that even Jesus Christ confirmed we must give tithes. Because he himself, he is the receiver of our tithes. Oftentimes we come to church, we give Pledges, we give vows, we give offerings. But I tell you something if you are not faithful to God in your tithing, your offerings are not acceptable. If I am owing you a thousand Ghana cities, and I've not given you your money, but each time I see you, I give you a hundred Ghana over wine, and I try to dash you money. Would you accept it? What you expect is pay me my money. Because that is what is due me. When I work for you, and at the end of the month, I expect you to pay me, and you don't give my salary, and you give me tip for TNT, I will not appreciate because you are owing me what is due me. Let's understand that if you don't pay your tithe to God, Every other thing you give to God is unacceptable. Let me have Genesis 12 verses 1 to 7. And the Lord has said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Asara his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the timber and tree of Moriah. And the Canaanites were there in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Now God called Abraham out of his country into a land that he himself was going to show him. So Abraham was like a newborn baby without knowing anything about God because he didn't know about God. So he was obeying what God had said to him. Now Abraham left his country. And went to a new land. And when Abraham got to the new land, God spoke to Abraham. And God said to Abraham, this land that you are standing upon, I will give to you and your descendants. And Bible records that what Abraham did afterwards was to build an altar to the Lord. He gave to God. The thing is, who taught Abraham that when God gives you a word, you must give to him. So it means that God taught Abraham that well, I will give you the land, but give me. Build an altar. All that Abraham was doing was what God had told him or directed him to do. That is the perception. Hallelujah. Let's also read Genesis fourteen eighteen to 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Haran, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of the Most High. That's 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham, of God most high. Possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high. Who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he. That is Abraham. Abraham—gave him a tithe of all. The question is. Who taught Abraham. That you have to give tithes. Hallelujah. Who taught Abraham that. Abraham had come for a, a war. To deliver his, his nephew. Lot, And he had victory. But when he was coming back, he had had so much spoil with him. And when he met the priest, and the priest blessed him, Abraham gave him tithe of everything. Who taught Abraham that you have to give tithe of everything? It was God. So understand that tithing was not man-made. Tithing was God-made. Let me let let you understand that tithing is the first thing you must give to God out of all your income. When Abraham was leaving, he did not go to his house to check and balance everything before he gives. But Abraham gave first to the priest before he even went to go to his house. The first thing you must give to God is the first thing is your tithe. When you get any income, the first thing that comes into your hands or comes into your head is your tithe. And I'm going to justify why the tithe Why tithing rightfully belongs to God. Let me have Malachi 3.8-10. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithe and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. Says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. And pour out for you such a blessing. That there will not be room enough to receive it. Let's understand that. Tithing rightfully belongs to to God. In the book of Job 41 verse 11 before I explain it to you, Job 41 verse 11, look at something that God said there. Job 41 verse 11 Who has preceded me that I should pay him? Everything under heaven is mine. God is saying here that who is before me? Who is God before me? Tell me so that I can pay the person whatever I owe him. Let me let you understand that even on the land that we live, when you go and buy a land and you build a house, every year you will have something gonna cause lampoo. You pay to the government as long as the house is on the land, and there's a law that after hundred years the land goes back to the what? The government? Am I lying? It goes. Yes, it goes back to the government because the land belongs to the government. When you go and rent a house and you live in the house at every point in time be it a year or three years or whatever agreement you have with the landlord you pay the landlord because the house belongs to him. Now, the earth that we live in belongs to who? God. So if we are giving to men who who, who are not even the possessors or creators or owners of the earth We are giving to them. We are paying our taxes to government. Because we live in the country. And the government owns the land. How much more the creator of the land. There is no justification why you must not pay your tithes. Nobody should be able to tell you that tithes is a law. Whether it's a law or it's not a law. If there is a justification why, we must give our tithes. As long as you pay taxes, you must give to God. When you go to shop price and go and buy, whether you like it or not, check the receipts. They add percentage. You'll pay for it because it's for the government. When you work in a company, before they give you a salary, income tax, whether you like it or you don't like it, or, it's deducted. It's for the government. If the employer is not deducted, the government will hold your employees. So there's no way we can say that Tithing is a law or it's not a law. It is a justification. There is a justification why we must give to the creator, the one who owns the heavens and the earth. Listen to this. The one who pours out the rain upon all our efforts. The government does not rain down rain. But when it comes to God, he's the one who rains down the rain. He belongs to him. He has authority over everything. He is a god. That is why when you eat you spend your tithes, you have robbed him. Because in Job, he said the is there anyone before me that I should pay him? If there was somebody before God, then God is mandated to pay that person. Leviticus 27, verse 30. Please are you understanding me? And all the tithes of the land, whether of the seed. Of the land, of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Let me also have Matthew 21, verse 21. They said to him, Caesar's, and he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar's the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Give to Caesar, give to your covenant what rightfully belongs to him, and give to God. What rightfully belongs to God. There is no way you can give to Caesar. And not give to God. Because Caesar. Or the government is under God. Are you understanding me? When it comes to giving. The first understanding must have. Is to give what is due God first. Before any other giving comes in. Because when you rob God. There is nothing that you can do. Things will just not work for you. That's so why sometimes we are we fret because we are. And listen, we, we, we worry so much because we don't understand why I've worked so hard and things are not going the way I expect. I'm in school. I'm learning. I learn so hard. I go and stand behind the papers and I can't remember everything. I, I just I just forget. I can't understand why. Share me, what shame! I'm like things are not working for me. The government has no share. Let me tell you something. When you pay your tithes, whether the government performs or it doesn't perform. Your life is not under the government. Whether it's MPP or NDC, they don't determine your prosperity. Because at the end of the day, you have given to the one who owns everything what is due him. So it is not the government that determines how you survive in the country. It is God who determines your survival. And let me tell you something. If tithing did not belong to God, he would not have the rights to say you are cursed. Malachi 3 verse 9. You are cursed with a curse. for I, You have robbed me. If tithing did not rightfully belong to him, why would he say that you are cursed? And the thing is, if man curses you, God can have mercy on you. But if God should curse you, who oh, have mercy on you? Hallelujah. Please, let's, let me tell you something. We must understand tithing because it changes lives. God is the giver of life. God is the taker of life. God is the giver of the strength we have. God is the giver of our intellect. God is the giver of our wisdom. God is the giver of our grace. God is a—he's the one that rains the rain upon all our efforts. It is God. It is not because you went to the best school. It is not because you have—you you came from a good family. It is not because you have a good job. It is. God. Proverbs 2 verse 67. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Look at verse 7. His thoughts are sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk uprightly. God is a giver of everything. That is one thing we must understand. When we come before God like this, we've come before the King of Kings. The giver of every good thing. Hallelujah, somebody. Let me have uh, Hebrews 7, verse 7 to 8. Because tithes belongs to God and it's rightfully his, he receives it. And let me tell you something. I think I shared it last week, Sunday. In the Garden of Eden, when God created the heavens and the earth, Adam was not working. God provided everything Adam had. God gave him everything. But there was one thing that God said that you should not touch. In life, God will give you everything. But there's always one thing that belongs to God. There is always one thing that belongs to God. Tithing is when you have whatever you have, you divide it into ten. One belongs to God and nine belongs to you. Look at this. It says, Now beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here, when we talk about here, what is it referring to? Earth. Here, mortals, human beings, they receive tithes, but there, there is where? Heaven. But there, he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives. There. So when we stand here and receive our tithes, and you collect the tithes from your hands, The next person who takes the tithes out of our hands is the king of kings. Let me have uh, Revelation 1 verse 8. Jesus takes the tithes from our hands in heaven because it is a regard that you have acknowledged God. You have given to God what rightfully belongs to him. So God has the right to bless you. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hate and of death. The king of kings, Jesus Christ, received the tithes out of our hands in heaven. I sat in a train some time ago and then I had arguments going on and I just didn't want to talk. Because when ignorant people are talking, there's no way to try to justify it. We need to just lead them to just, you know, follow their foolishness. And they were arguing and arguing and I saw the tithes, no? I should take my tithes to church. For a pastor to chop my money. (laughs) Who is representing God on earth? It is his priest. Hallelujah. It is his priest. Standing before you right now and preaching. It is not by might. (laughs) Of my own, I can't do what I'm doing. Paul said I am what I am by the grace of God. So it's God and grace is anointed to do what they do on his behalf. Tithing is demanded by God through his church. Deuteronomy fourteen twenty two to 23. Tithing is demanded by God. Who should you give your tithe to? Or where must you pay your tithes? You shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain that the fields produce year by year. Verse 23 and you shall eat before the lord your god in the place where he chooses to make his name abide the tithe of your grain and on your new wine and on your oil of the first of your heads and on your flocks that you may learn to fear the lord your god always you bring your tithe to where you worship it says bring ye all your tithe into my storehouse your storehouse is where you are spiritually fed. You cannot determine how God's tithes should be spent. When I was ignorant, I would say that instead of giving my tithe to the church, I want to give it to the poor. But that was my in my ignorance. I did not know that I am not the one to determine how God's money is supposed to be spent. When you give your, your, your income tax to the government, I you the one that goes to tell President Nanadu N- N- that is this how I want you to spend the money? He, he determines how he spends the money. The truth of the matter is that we, you, the priest is not answerable to you, the priest is answerable to God, how he spends God's money. Because the money is to be spent to build his house. And if you read the Old Testament, the priest is entitled to a share of the tithe. But the, the money is being used to build God's house. That is why if somebody says that I will not give my tithe to the church because the pastor is going to use the money, you are just an ignorant fool. Hallelujah. In this church, we don't determine how we spend the money. But look at the great things our father is doing. And somebody will say that we want money to chop and are building schools. Do you know what Christ Jubilee really is going to become in the near future? Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. You've been blessed this morning. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't go and give your tithe to a pastor who is not a pastor in this church. If you sit worship in here, your tithe must come to the church. Your tithe doesn't come to me. You don't have to give your tithe to me, it must come to the church. It must be received in the church. Hallelujah. You cannot go and give your tithe to pastor. The pastor, this is my tithe. No. You bring it to the church when the tithe is being collected here. You give it out. It's in the church. You cannot give your tithe to a pastor who does not pastor you. And you cannot determine how the money should be used. And it's not accountable to you. Or come and tell you how the money has been spent? Why some of that, Why are we not having statements? How much money do you have in account? account? i I'm obeying. Do you know how much money you're gonna, gonna has? Hallelujah, somebody. Let me tell you the significance or the reason behind tithing. Why God set tithing in place. Aside the fact that it rightfully belongs to him. There's a reason why God demands our tithes. Number one, it is to test our obedience. Tithing is to test our obedience obedience. Let me have Genesis 2, uh, 15 to 17. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of good, of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall die. God was testing how obedient Adam and Eve would be. God wants to know, would you be obedient to him? Don't give me my tithe and you will not give. It's an act of disobedience. Number two, it is a way to constantly remind us that God is the owner and everything in it belongs to him. And we are mere caretakers. Tithing is a way that God wants us to constantly remember that we are not of our own. Whatever you have, whatever you have acquired, whatever you possess is not for you. God is the owner of the earth and everything inside. And we are mere caretakers. Let me have 1 Corinthians 4 verse 7 and then Psalm 2 verse 1. For who makes you to deliver from one another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Sometimes, some people flaunt themselves with their possessions, eh? Sometimes, because I think that I've worked so hard and they have that mentality because of my hard work. That is why I have what I have. What is it I did not receive? Everything that we have, it is God that gave to us. The dress you are wearing is not for you. It's a borrowed dress. Hallelujah. It belongs to God. The house is living. It is not for you. It belongs to God. You are just a caretaker. How car that you drive, it belongs, it does not belong to you. It belongs to God. Say, I'm a ketika of all that I have. It is not for me. It all belongs to God. Hallelujah. That's the mentality God wants us to have. Psalm 24 verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and all those who dwell therein. Everyone has to have that mentality that the earth is everything belongs to God. Everything, everything, everything. The job I have belongs to God. I'm just working. That is why God Bible said that when you work, work as unto the Lord. Because the job that you have, it belongs to God. It's God that gave you the job. That's why if you are working, work as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. It is not for you. That is why God has the right to remove you or to promote you. Number three. Proverbs 3 verse 9 to 10. It is a way of honoring or showing respect or regard for God. Tithing is a way of honoring or showing respect or regard for God. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Verse 10. So your barns should be but filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. It's a way of showing, when you say honor, it means you have regard or respect for God. So it means that if you don't give your tithes to God, you, you disrespect God. That is why he said, where is my honor? You have robbed me. Where is my honor? It's a way of showing respect to him. Hallelujah. Number four, it's a way to test our faithfulness. Luke 16 verse 12. Highting is a way to test our faithfulness. So if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Even what you have, you're not being faithful to it. How much more? How can you get what belongs to rightfully belongs to you? Because what we have is not for us. So God wants to test our faithfulness, how faithful we are in the little that he has given to us. Hallelujah. How faithful you are. Take all, but just give me one. I want to see how faithful you are. Number five. It is a way of acknowledging God as our provider. Genesis 28, 20 to 22. When you pay your tithe, you acknowledge God as your provider. Look at this. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way, that I am going, and give me bread to eat, and clothing to put on. That's twenty-one. So that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. Look at 22. And this stone which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. So it was acknowledging God as the one who is going to give me water to drink, Acknowledging God as the one who gives him food to eat. Acknowledging God as the one who gives him the clothing to wear. Acknowledging God as the one who gives him peace. So God, if you give me all this, I will bring to you your tides. Everything that you give to me, I will bring to you your tides. You acknowledge God as the one who gives to you everything that you have. The peace you have in your marriage is not because you're a good wife. Or it's not because you're a good husband. It is because God has blessed you with peace. The sound mind that you have. It's not because you're a good person. But it's because God has given you. So it is God against you. Everything that we have. Look at our sister's testimony. She said she could not even sleep in her house. She's in her own house. She can't even sleep. And she had to run out of her house. Admit that and come to church. If God takes away your peace. <laughs> where will you and I go? Hallelujah. So tithing is a way of acknowledging God, that one who gives me everything I have. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why I must not owe God everything that you're expecting God to do in your life. Please don't owe God so that He will gives to you what is due you, what you're expecting from Him. Don't owe Him. Hallelujah. Don't owe Him. Number six. It is a way to teach us to give. Hallelujah. Tithing is a way to teach us to give. Let me have Luke 6 at 38. It is very easy to become a liberal soul when you are faithful tighter. Grace can accompany us to Sometimes, you say, hey, all hope is gone. You, 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 at the last minute, God always show up. He always, you, you can understand how he does it. But listen, tithing is a way of showing us to give. You release your hand. God has a way of teaching his children. He said, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your bosom. For with the same measure that you, get, you use, it will be measured back to you. There are times I'll go to work and I'm down, broke. Even lunch. I don't have the money. So sometimes, you know what I eat at lunchtime? Coffee broke, man. Just by Two, if you put two Ghana cities, one Ghana, one Ghana, two. You get some small 50 pesos. You drink water, they are fine for the day. We I come home, they even come and eat. But sometimes, before you even close, sometimes it's amazing how God does it. Somebody will come to the office and will tell me, ah, anytime I'm traveling, I'll give money. I think it's work for me. And somebody will come and dash me 700 Ghana cities. Yes, it's not a story. I'm telling the truth. Seven hundred in cina come and dash it. Oh, fa fa because and I you with I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I to I I I I I I I I I I I you I I I I I I I I I I I I I I I because sometimes, as to how you receive, you can't explain. He always shows up. Hallelujah. Number seven. It's a way of keeping God in our hearts all the time. Matthew 6 verse 21. Titan is a way of keeping God always in your heart. It says, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Those of us women, you know the man that's in the house, you can attest to this. Sometimes you go out you go for weddings, you go for funerals, they always go away with take-away. Take always. The only, person, the only wedding I saw that they didn't take-away take was uh, Princess Harry and Meghan's wedding. They didn't seem take-away. But in Ghana, every wedding take-away will go out. Because the children must eat some. Sometimes it's not take-away, they'll just wrap some chicken in their back. You, they wrap a little chicken in their back. Don't because the children will have to eat something. So when she goes home, she'll give and give it to her child because her child is in her heart. When you pay your tithe, what happens is that God was always in your heart. You don't forget God. Every man that comes into your hand, the first thing that you take is me. I have a place in my purse. That place is reserved. It's a no-go area. Any money that comes you as soon as you give to me and they turn around, first thing, tight. Push it there. Because it can't, it's it. Before you say that you you the money for you, like, hey I didn't pay that on little. So first thing, as soon as it comes into my hand, first thing goes in there. Hallelujah. It always keeps God in your heart and affects how you live for Him. Number eight, it is a covenant through which God faithfully protects his people supernaturally. Malachi 3 verse 11. Tithing is a covenant. And I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. When you pay your tithe faithfully to God, tithe is a way of God protecting you. Protecting all that you have. He shields you from the arrows that flies by day. God is the one that supernaturally. That is why when the devil wanted to tempt, destroy Job, he said, "You have put a weight around him." Hallelujah. Sometimes, listen, money comes into your hands, and then this child gets sick, your phone gets spoilt, this one issue here, your car has to fix your car, and then at the end of the day, the money is all gone. The devil has a way of. If you don't pay your tithe, you know what happens. You give the devil access to your finances. He has the right to take from you because you you are owing God. Why can't he rob you? Do you understand? The devil says you you are a thief like me. You are a robber. So why can't I? Every thief when you thief my thief he pays him. The devil knows that when you, when you rob God, I have access to your finances. I can touch your children. I can toy with your marriage. I can play with your business. I can do, I can make, mess things up for you. And until God gives me access, the devil can do access to anything that belongs to you. Tighten shields. God says, I rebuke the devourer. Your children are going to school. they are filling their exams. You don't pay tax for your children. But you spend money... You buy clothes for your children. you you don't pay tithe for your children. Hallelujah. Bible says that Abraham even paid tithe for his unborn children. He paid tithe for his unborn children. If you are the foot of the womb, listen, pay tithe for even time where I'm, I'm paying for a tithe for my child that was going to come very soon. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, when you are a tight if a tight payer. Even the witches and the wizards in your hometown cannot do anything to you, because God supernaturally protects you. <laughs> they can They will try. They will not succeed. God supernaturally protects you. Don't you don't Go to school. He protects them. Hallelujah. God says, "I will." Buke the devour anything that divides your finances, devours your peace, devours your calmness, devours your health, divorce anything that takes out of your life the goodness of God out of your life. God says, "I rebuke it." It means I will curse it. Amen. So if you don't give to God, it's as if you have built a Buckingham Palace and then the doors are all opened. Anybody can come inside. The windows are all opened. Hallelujah, somebody. Psalm 91 verse 15. When we say a covenant, it means an agreement, a contract. And God is a covenant keeping God. There is no one like you. Oh, for no make- There is no God is a covenant-keeping God. When you pay your tithes, you go into a covenant, a contract with him. When the enemy toils with your health, when the enemy toils with your finances When the enemy toils with your marriage When the enemy toils with your business You go back to God Sometimes take your tithe book Say father these are the tithes I have given to you You said you rebuke the devourer For my sake It is your contract with God Your agreement with God God you said I will not be barren In your word You said you rebuke the devourer for me Lord this is my tithe I have given it to you it is my contract with you. Lord, don't go for yourself in my life. When you cut back God's word to him, he is bound to answer. Because you have a contract. But when you don't have any contract signed, you, you don't pay your tithe. You're not faithful to God in your tithe. Today you pay it. When you don't pay, you, your, 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 your contract is invalid. Those who go to the sea, the fishermen, the rope that they use to fish, you know, very long, hard rope, if the rope was not tight, or they, they, they weave it, they lose some, they weave, they lose some, they weave, they weave, they lose some. When they pull, what will happen? What will happen? It will break because it's not solid, it's not tight. But when it's woven all the way through, no matter how long you pull, it will pull no even the the no matter how many fish you will pull it out of the sea. Listen, when it comes to tightening, be faithful to God in your tithing. You have matched me. I cannot pay. You will never benefit from your contracts. Hallelujah! Somebody, are you being blessed this morning? Yes. Let me tell you something. Tithing is the way God is showing us how to observe sea time. Sea time. You know, in Genesis one twenty nine, there's something that God did there. Look at this. Are you being blessed this morning? Yes. Wonderful. God bless you. Receive grace. We pay your tithes. Yes. Hallelujah. Your life will never be the same. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. But God supernaturally did something when he created the earth. He put seed in everything that he created. The aim of doing that was to cause a thing to replenish itself, to recycle, for it to happen. So what happens is that our tithing there's a seed in our titan. Or a seed in our income. You understand? There's a seed. Everything that you do, there's a, a seed in everything. There's no way you can see a tree without, there's always a seed. It, it produces it itself. Your, your earnings, your income has a seed. And the seed in it is your tights. So what happens is that when you eat your seed, you finish yourself. Hallelujah. It's like eating mango. Or oh, Connie, let me start this example. A farmer goes to the farm. And then he sows. And he gets a bountiful harvest. And he decides that I'm selling everything. I'm using everything. How will the farmer be able to plant in the next season? Every farmer go to and and ask them. They always keep some for the next season. Your tithe is your seed out of your income. So no matter how hard things are for you, no matter how tough Things are you must not eat the seed in your income. Because even if God has not cursed you, you'll cursed yourself. Because there's not there's nothing for you to get back. Spiritually, you don't have anything, you don't have any seed. Because you have eaten all the mango that you got, you ate the mango and ate the seed. Ah bye. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. The only thing that does not have seed are weeds. The only thing that doesn't have seeds are their weeds. So, if you consume your tides, what happens is that whatever comes up, they are weeds. It doesn't profit you anything. Yeah. Somebody came from the U.S. and was asking me, Ah, Hizba, in Ghana, you, how do you survive? Because things are tough for them, to so it's tough. You're surviving. And it was not understanding how you're able to manage. Because in the U.S., land, uh, houses, and how much, like when it comes to Ghana, the money... The few dollars that you have, it just vanishes. How do you survive? God supernaturally gives us it, it's working. You cannot live in Ghana, but I can live in America. Because here I mean I'm pay tithes. In America, you have so many excuses why you don't pay tithes. So the of them go there. they can't even come home. Because the kind the can't, they it can't be. I'm telling you the truth. Plenty kicked doesn't have it. Because they, they have to pay mortgage, they have to pay bills upon bills. Packing you pay, everything you pay. So that at the end, they don't have money. If somebody not sending you money, it's not because the person is, you know, only be. He doesn't have. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> Lastly, God or tithing is a way that God prospers his people. Malachi verse ten. The way it's, it's, when you talk about prosperity, there's no way you can prosper without being a tighter. And listen, God is changing the life of this church. God is changing our. God is. There's going to be a wave. It's going to happen, and you will see it. There's going to be a change. Things are happening. Sometimes things will happen that you don't have any relative in America. You don't have any relative in any Europe or anywhere, but you will travel there. God will cause it to happen. Because it is not by might. It is not by power. It is by his spirit. He makes the impossible possible. Things are happening in this church. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. And try me. Now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. And pour out for you, such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. What the covenant you go into with God is a covenant of prosperity. When you are a faithful tighter, listen, you are you, you go into a covenant with God to prosper you. Bible says, was it in Genesis 26, verses 1 to 3, and I'll read from 12 to 14. When we talk about window, uh, uh, heaven's open windows, it means rain. It means rain. Because so i open the windows of heaven. The windows of heaven are rain. Rain means that God is going to bless all that you do. Look at this. Isaac was in the land. And there was famine in the land. Let's read that verse. That's the last verse. There's famine in the land beside the first famine. That was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land for which I will show. I will tell you. Verse 3. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you. And I will bless you, for you and your descendants. I will give all these lands. I will perform the oath which I swore to, your, to Abraham, your father. Let's jump to verses um, 12 to 14. There was famine in the land. When they say famine, there was no rain. I said, those times are... It is today come come No rain, nothing. Things are hard. So Isaac wanted to leave the land and go to another land because things were not working. There was no rainfall. There was nothing. But God said to Isaac, "Don't go. Stay here." Then Isaac sold a land that was farming. There was no rain in the land. Bible says Isaac sold in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. May that be your story. In the name of Jesus. When things are tough in this country, you will sow in this land and you will see a hundredfold. And Bible says that the Lord blessed him. Verse 13, look at this. The man began to prosper. I see beginning to prosper. In the name of Jesus. And Bible says he continued prospering. You shall continue prospering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Until he became very prosperous. May that be your story in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You will sow in this land. And you will reap a hundredfold. Because the one who pours out the windows of heaven upon you. The one who pours out rain upon you. Is God. No matter how things are tough in the land. You sow. You got your business. You, you open your shop. No matter how things are tough for you, you will see an increase. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Was it Friday? It rained on Friday, right? The holiday. I told my girls I was taking them to the poolside. And they tried their swimming costume and they had become fat. So it couldn't fit. Tiffany, it couldn't fit. So I said, okay, I'm going to work. And on my way back, I'll buy you costume from Labadi. And I went to work, and I, when I was just about closing, it started raining. And I said, Oh, I promised these girls I was going to take them out today. And it was raining heavily. And I'm so today, Labadi for no business because today is their day. When it's a holiday, everybody goes to Labadi Beach. But strangely, I said, no matter what. I want to buy the costume for the girls to see this. I didn't want to disappoint them. At least i bought the costume for you. Next time, they will go. And when I was going home on Labadi Road, it was raining. It was raining heavily. I drove to Labadi. And I, I don't know, for some strange reason, I went to this lady's shop. It was raining. There was nobody there. The place was all muddy. But I went to a shop. And I went to buy a costume worth 200 Ghana cities. And when I left the place, I said, hey, Galway. He said, maybe she prayed. Because why would I go through the rain and come out of the rain and walk through the rain and come to your shop? Listen to this. No matter how things are tough for you, because of your tights, you will open your shop. People will pass through the rain and they will come to your shop and come and buy for you. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter the time. It doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter where your shop is. When you are tighter, go, let's. I have gone to do my hair at a very lungu lungu place. When they show them, I tell you the place you can't go. But when you are a faithful tighter. God connects road to your shop. It doesn't matter where you are located. Ha, ha. I said, God connects you to the place where you are. Receive that grace. In the name of Jesus. Be a faithful titan. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how tough things have been. This year, God is changing your story. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. let That's going of be on our feet. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning, O oh God. I pray for your people. Release uncommon grace, grace, grace to be faithful in our tithing, to give to you what rightfully belongs to you. Now, Lord, we understand that tithing is not a law. It is what rightfully belongs to you, because the heaven and earth belongs to you. Father, we thank you for this eye-opener. We pray the Father release grace upon all of us, no matter what we encounter. Help us to be faithful in our tithing. And as we give our tithes to you, O oh God, let all the blessings that come with tithing be released upon us. Let the heavens be opened, the windows of heaven be opened unto us. In all that we do, rain upon us, cause us to be blessed. As we give our tithes to you, O oh God, Connect us to heaven's prosperity. But it doesn't matter where we come from. You're the one that changes destinies, oh God. As we give our ties to you, O oh God. Cause us to do what our fathers and mothers could not do. Give us the grace to do it. As we give our tithe to you, O oh Lord. Enable us to buy lands and build houses. And to do great and mighty things, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Your word says, O oh God, we'll build houses and we'll live in it. Cause each and every one of oh God, to be able to build houses. Not just one house, but houses, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. God, all grace comes from you. All grace comes from you. You're the one that rains down the rain. As and when you please. As we give our tithe to you in obedience to your word. Cause us, God, to see all the blessings that tithing brings. Give us testimonies. Cause us, God, to even testify to others. To give their tithes. Because of our own testimonies, O Lord. Glorify yourself in this church. Take us all to our next level. Let your name be glorified in Christ's jubilee. And in all our branches, Jesus' name. Amen.